Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, automizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. JD is the man. I agree. Madison Duncan, same thing. JD, thank you so much. Uh, Austin Hicks said, where are my diehard Gamecock fans at? Indeed. Ethan also said, 80 days. Yep, the countdown continues. Ethan, just 80 days until kickoff. 
Brendan M says, bring on Clem sucks, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Bama too. So Brendan wants all the smoke. Brendan wants all the smoke. I love it. I love it. Todd Smith. What's up, Chris? Is it true that Mark Kingston's interviewing for the head coaching job of Miami? I have seen Todd where he is a candidate. I don't know that he's actually getting an interview, but he is indeed a candidate per D1Baseball.com. So what a what a wild turn of events that would be. Honestly, what a wild turn of events. I mean, truly. So uh, I think Troy Tulowitzki's probably the guy for the job that will get the job. But uh I mean, just imagine, dude. Just imagine. Chase Floyd posting the Patreon leak. Th- thank you, Chase. I appreciate that. Travis says, bring back the fire ant defense while we're at it. Speaking of the uniforms. Yeah, I hear you. Lynn Turner says, I love the 1984 season. What a great season. Love, love, love those unis. But I was not really a fan of the white circle. Lynn Turner Says, we won some big games in black uniforms as well. We've done blackouts for games we probably would have lost anyway. Not the black uniforms' fault. That's a good point. Yes, Travi, those all black unis, the, the glossy black helmets in 04. Oh, should have won that one, my guy. You're right, Travi. Should have won it. Mark says, my favorite helmet's the white helmet with the garnet and black stripes. Indeed. Indeed. Brandon says, Chris, I think the game at Alabama will remain on our 2024 schedule since we haven't played them since... 2000 or haven't played there since 2009 indeed indeed i mean dude i here's the thing guys i'll say this and we don't know what's going on with the schedule yet we'll have a full reaction tomorrow i can't wait to give you guys my thoughts on the schedule and have obviously open conversation and banter with you all as we react to it but i think the way you have to embrace it is this bring it on to be the best you got to beat the best And so if you're a true competitor, you love it. You love the fact that the competition's getting even better. You don't like Cupcake Weekend. You don't like playing teams you're going to beat by 50. Hey, bring it on, man. It only gets tougher, and that's the beauty of it. It'll make winning that much sweeter. I, I, I think that's the mentality you have to have if you're a fan of the Gamecocks, sure, but certainly if you're in that building, right? You embrace competition. You love the opportunity to prove yourself. And so with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma and the schedule and, hey, we got to go play two Bama, hey, whatever. Screw it. Let's go. Line it up. Strap it up. We'll play anywhere, anytime. That's got to be the mentality. Drop your nuts, as Cam Smith said. Have that drop your nuts mentality. We will drop our nuts on anybody, whoever wants it at any time, any freaking place. That's got to be the mentality moving forward. So, um, Jeff Gullers, we'll keep it going. He says, I always think of Ryan Brewer every time I see the white garnet white combo. Those are beautiful. Those are beautiful, Jeff. Lynn Turner says, I like the Battle Armor Unions with loyalty, strength, et cetera, on the back. Instead of names, when we sold the replica shirts, they were the Military Appreciation Unions. Yeah, those were 2009, if I do recall correctly, because Steven Garcia wore those. My guy, Bruin Nation, what's going on? Curtis Scholl said, Clemson just got another five-star. They're beating us in recruiting again. Who did they get? I saw they got a four-star running back today. I did see that. Brandon says, we just got five crystal ball picks this morning for running back Matthew Fuller, defensive back Caleb Harris, defensive tackle Namdi Agboko, linebacker Fred Johnson, and linebacker David Busey. I wouldn't be surprised either, Brandon, if two of those guys are the silent commitments. 
Brandon pointing out Ethan Petrie named a first team All-American. Cole Messina, second team All-American. Love to see it. Love to see it. Braddock843 says, when I think of Stormtrooper Unis, I think of Dylan Thompson going on the road to take down Clem sucks and Swearinger flexing. Indeed. Great memories. Great memories. Lynn Turner says, Petty had the grit of Connor Shaw with less skill around him. That's a really good point. Yeah, I, I would say, and they both wore 14, by the way. Quarterbacks who have worn 14 have had a lot of success. Lynn Turner says, my dad had a Tannehill hat. He guaranteed wins for the rest of the season when he took over. He won five of six. Justin Martin, 0-5 and 92. Gamecocks wanted Sparky Woods gone, and Steve Tannehill turned things around for sure. Madison, Garcia, and the mullet can never forget. Brandon, yeah, Shaw's first start, 2011 in the opener against ECU. I do recall that as well. I recall that as well. That was, uh, I think he fumbled right on the opening drive. I think he fumbled on the opening drive. What what an interesting start to a career. Came in also, recall, in 2010 at Auburn, right? Remember that? He was thrust in there early. Rubination, Shaw was a winner. The Missouri game sealed that. Isn't it funny, Rubination, everybody else, how like, because you, you bring up a great point, Ruination. I recall vividly watching the game against Mizzou in 2013. I'll never forget where I was, who I was with, watching the game with a group of folks. And I remember one of the guys was just going on and on and on about put Dylan Thompson in, put Dylan Thompson in, Thompson, 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 just on and on and on. Like, we forget this because we just think of Connor Shaw, the legend. Like, dude, at one point, people wanted Shaw benched for Dylan Thompson. That was a real thing. And it took that Mizzou game until finally it was like, okay, he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT, right? Like, like, like finally that point, he got the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, bro. You, you don't remember that, right? Because it's not part of the great memories, but... For those of you who were following along closely back then, that was the reality. Ethan says, when I was at Carolina, I got to witness Garcia, Shaw, and Thompson start at quarterback. Greatest quarterback room ever. Yeah, that's, that's impressive, man. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's a good point here by Travi. A1 was the only one who had a worthy NFL career. Anthony Wright. Yeah, best NFL career by any Gamecock quarterback ever. No doubt. No doubt. John Ebert. Schedule release tonight to just know who we're playing. Uh, yeah, so it's just to know who our opponents will be, John Ember. This is not actually like dates and stuff like that. So, let's see. Madison said, I just want to thank the BCC boys and girls hanging out in the Discord during the games. What a fun experience. Love the laughter and scar- sarcasm. Yeah, no, it's it's a blast. Madison, we're, we're glad to have you, and I appreciate you, and it's a lot of fun, man. I, I truly appreciate it. Madison also says, put an end to rumors. I will not be entering the fan portal. I will return as a Gamecock fan next year. Thank you for putting up with me. Madison, I'm happy to hear it, my friend. Angel the Textbook says, imagine if we lose Mark Kingston. I mean, what's funny about it, Andrew, is like half of the fan base will be ecstatic. (laughs) I mean, that's the funny part. They'd still be ecstatic. Half, Half of the fan base will still be ecstatic, right? So... I mean, whatever, man. It's I, I don't think Mark Kingston's going anywhere, but the fact that he's even entertaining 
that, right, as being a candidate is it. But, you know, let, let me say this, by the way. Let, let me say this. Because one thing that irks me, one thing that irks me, D1Baseball.com. I mean, they they just, I don't know what it is about these guys. They never miss an opportunity to take a shot at the Gamecocks fan base. I, like, I don't know who hurt Kendall Rogers or Aaron Fitt or Mike Rooney or these guys at D1, and I like all of them. I like all of them. I don't know who hurt these guys, though. Because in their write-up, I won't read the whole thing. But they mention Mark Kingston as a candidate. And they say Kingston's name being on the list might be a surprise to some. But he's a former Miami assistant. And hasn't exactly been treated the best in Columbia. He could be looking for greener pastures. Like, so they say that. And then you've heard them talk about before, well, the fan base and the expect King's actually a great coach. What's up with the fan base? Then when Chad Holbrook was fired, oh, the fan base. Like, they're always coming at the fans. Mark Kingston hasn't been treated the best. Bro, miss me with that. Like, miss me with that. Mark Kingston has been treated exactly the way his record says he should have been treated. Yeah, you go you go below 500 first time in school history, or excuse me, that first time since the late 90s. Bro, I don't care what the excuse is, the situation is. Bro, Mark Kingston deserved every bit of heat he got last year. Every bit of it. There was nothing over the top. There was nothing outrageous. It was just a passionate fan base that has great history and tradition demanding more. That's it. That's it. That's all it was. When he missed the postseason in 2019, the same thing applies. I don't think Mark Kingston's been treated like, I mean, they make it sound like people are egging this dude's house. And I mean, come on, man. Like, I don't understand why D1 Baseball has this obsession with attacking the Gamecock fan base. I just don't get it. Like, why? What happened? I I don't know if maybe like, Gamecock burners filled Kendall Rogers, you know, mentions or like what has happened. I don't know what it is. Or maybe, maybe they're Clemson fans. I don't know. I don't know. But like, it's insane, dude. And, and it's just, there's, there's no reason for it. Like, at, why, why, let me ask you this. Why does D1 baseball, I would ask D1 baseball this. D1 baseball, why is it that every take you have about Carolina you cannot help but throw a slight into the fan base. Every take about predictions, projections, coaches, there's always a slight at Carolina fans. Why? There's always a slight at the expectations. Why? I like Chad Holbrook, and you know what? Maybe he should have got an extra couple of years. Hey, he's a friend of the show. I like Chad a lot. But he'll tell you, man, you miss the postseason two out of three years, you're gone. Mark Kingston, you go below 500 for the first time since the late 90s, you're going to catch all the heat you deserve. And it's exactly what he got. It wasn't unfair. It wasn't unfair treatment. Miss me with this. Carolina fans have been so brutal to Mark Kingston. Like, give me a freaking break, dude. D1 baseball, find a new angle. Because it's worn out and it's bullshit more than anything. I I just, I don't get it, dude. Like, I, I just do not get it. I don't know what D1's baseball deal is, man. I, I I just, 
I just don't know what their deal is. I really don't. I don't know who hurt D1 baseball. Anyways, anyways, whatever. Guys, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Wednesday, June the 14th. Let's see. John ever wants to point out, I never wanted Connor Shaw benched back then, back in 2014. Good to know, John Ever. Good to know. Good to know. Let's see. Uh, Austin Gregory says, JD's an absolute legend. Wouldn't be surprised to see him calling games or in a booth at some point down the road. Yeah, JD's a legend, man. I mean, that dude... The, the, there is no limit on how far his career can go. He, he's incredible. Uh, Will Hall says, JD was throwing out strong, stone cold Steve Austin vibes before he shaved his head. Great interview. Love that. I, I, I'll have to mention that, Will, next week when he comes on. Stone cold Steve Austin vibes. That's, that's incredible. Guys, in case you missed the news this morning, South Carolina's athletic programs generated $142,210,807 in revenue last year per USA Today. Gamecocks ranked 27th overall. Gamecocks ranked 27th overall. Let's see. I know on three posted. I want to get the full list here. Just give you guys an idea where South Carolina sits. Okay. Revenue. Here we go. Okay. Other SEC schools, Alabama, they generated $214 million in revenue. In tw- These are 2022 figures. Georgia, $203 million. LSU, $199 million. A&M, $193 million. Florida, $190 million. Uh, Auburn, $174 million. Kentucky, $159 million. How in the world is Kentucky making more money in Carolina? Clemson, 158 million. So Clemson is seven, what, 14 million dollars richer than Carolina. Tennessee, 154 million, which is crazy to me. Clemson made more money than Tennessee. That is wild. Arkansas, 152 million. Um, let's see. And then there's Carolina, 142 million. Mizzou at 141 million. Ole Miss, 133 million. Keep going down the list. Mississippi State, $110 million. Okay, so Vandy's not reported. Vandy's not because they're private. Who's dead last? Let's see. New Orleans made $2 million. Dead last. UNC Asheville made $8 million. <laughs> You can look at South Carolina State made $13 million. But, yeah, it, I mean, it's crazy, man, the arms race it is. College athletics, it's, it's just wild. 
it's just wild. Um, Angel the textbook says basketball is why Kentucky is making more money. I mean, for sure, for sure, NCAA tournaments and stuff like that, and just overall draw for basketball. But we had somebody tweet at us and say they did a project back in 2018 on South Carolina athletics revenue. Only Gamecocks football and men's basketball were profitable. And the basketball team was very, very minimal. Every other sport was a net loss. Isn't that crazy to think about? Even baseball, even baseball is a net loss. And, you know, that that was 2018 numbers. Maybe in the last five years it's gotten better. Who knows? But even if baseball is just at zero, like the fact baseball does not create revenue, that is wild when you think about it. It's wild. It's just absolutely wild. Brian Dean, Chris, why do you think it's been hard to get a good quality running back in the transfer portal? Brian, I, I simply put, I don't know. I don't know, Brian. Um, do you blame, you know, I don't, I don't think you can blame playing time opportunities. Do you blame NIL? Do you blame just that the right fit hasn't been out there? Do you blame, I mean, what, do you blame Monterio Hardesty? I know he's not a very popular man right now amongst Gamecock Nation. And I don't necessarily blame you. What do you blame? But I don't know. I mean, I I, I, I genuinely do not know. And, you know, you can, you can, listen, you could say whatever you want, man. You could say whatever you want about, you know, all we got is all we need, and that's great. Man, South Carolina really could have used another running back. I mean, they 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 really guys could have used another running back. I mean, I think there's going to be moments if they roll into the season with who they have. You know, listen, I I I think there's going to be moments that you know the, the I don't know, man, like like Dak Joiner flashes or, or, or Juju flashes or Mario Anderson flash, but like on a week in week out basis, consistency, like I I just. I don't know. Maybe Dontavious Braswell steps up, but like, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know what the plan is when it comes to the running back position. I really don't. I really don't. Yeah, Brian, we talked about this last week. Lindy's being high on South Carolina. I think they're higher than anybody on the Gamecocks. They're higher than anybody on the Gamecocks. So, um, yeah, Lynn Turner, I mean, this is a great point. Football is the only moneymaker. Without football, there'd be no other sports. I mean, no doubt. Football's king. Football's king, Lynn. There, there's no question. Football is king. Absolutely. Yeah, football is king. Uh, let's see, Austin Moore, how do you feel about defense? Think we'll stop the run a little bit better than last year. Austin, I hope so, my friend. I hope so. Here we go. Let's jump to the whole lines awesome. here. Dalton. Dalton, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Hey, man, how's it going on this uh, Wednesday? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. How are you? 
I'm doing pretty good myself. Um, I saw your segment about your favorite uniforms uh, this morning, and I was wondering, I just wanted to uh, run it by you. Why don't you support, you know, doing the, the Oregon thing of, of, you know, having like weird uniform combinations like the neon and, and all that kind of stuff? Because I think it's pretty, it's mm. pretty uh, cool. Well, I, I, I'll i tell you this. Yeah, I, I was just going to say this, Dalton. I think for South Carolina, I think you've got to pick. Are you going to go more traditional or are you going to go more kind of off the wall? So, like, I, I don't really even hate the whole, like, what you're saying. I don't hate the, the you know, going that direction of, like, the organ, like, what they have. But I think you just got to make the decision. I feel like we're kind of stuck in the middle of trying to be traditional and also, like, really – cutting edge with unis, right? Like, I, I I would say just pick one way or the other. So, I'm not, like, totally against it. I'm probably more of a traditional guy. But if we wanted to say, you know what, our uniforms are going to be, like, the craziest in the SEC. Like, you know, Mizzou does that well. They're, they're all over the place. Kentucky does that well, right? They're, they're very all over the place with unis. So, like, if we want to do that, I guess that's fine. I mean, I'm more of a traditionalist kind of guy. But, you know, I, I don't totally hate it, I guess. Well, I mean, my thing about it is, like, if you want to talk about, like, history, tradition, and all that with the uniforms, it's like, you know, for the past, whatever, 100 years or so, like, there's only really been, like, a, a couple 10-year stretches where we've been, like, really good. We don't have, like, history. Like, Bama has history, like, Notre Dame, like, you know, Georgia. So, leaning into the, oh, you know, we're traditional – this is what we do, you know, this, this is why we're, we're uh, you know, good type stuff. I, it doesn't really work for me. I'd rather just go, you know, let's find, like, cool designs that are off the wall and wacky and, you know, run that out there. That's why I like the tail feather helmets. I, I think mm. that those are cool. Well, Dalton, even if we went wacky with unis, I don't know, man. The, the, the tail feather helmets would have to uh, – we'd have to at least switch up the colors or something, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind the tail feather helmets. But, um, I mean, whatever. I mean, it's – you know, I, I maybe Beamer doesn't care about unis, by the way. Maybe we're just kind of wasting our breath. Again, it is June 14th, though. But uh, I've been kind of surprised we haven't yeah. done anything with the unis, like changing up, you know, changing up anything. I'm kind of surprising. That – uh. I don't think Beamer's a uniform guy. I mm. think, you know, he said in interviews before that he lets the players choose the uniforms, which makes sense. Um, so, I mean, I, I really think he he doesn't really, like, care about putting his stamp on the uniforms uh, to, to that degree, you know, mm. which is which is fine. I mean, every coach has their thing. Um, so we'll we'll see what we do with the uniforms, but I I just wanted to throw that out there mm -hmm. and add to the uniform conversation because I think the neon uniforms that Oregon has are are really cool, um, and it's sort of built their their brand as like the the cool place to be. I think if Beamer did something similar, it, you know, because you're you're not really going to sell South Carolina from a recruiting standpoint as like you know this elite. Uh, mm -hmm. program that has all the, these national titles and all these Heisman, you know, trophy winners. Like you're going to, you're going to sell it by, you know, saying, Hey, you know, we're the cool place to be type deal. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think it could work. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'd love to see it Dalton, if nothing else, I, I you know, I, I'd love to see it. I just want to see them again, pick which way do you want to go more traditional route, more, 
you know, futuristic route. So, like you mentioned, though, I, I, I don't know that Beamer's much of a uniform guy either. So, but yeah, um, I just wanted to throw that out there, and I appreciate you taking my call, Dalton. You're the man. I appreciate it. Great stuff, as always, my friend Dalton. Um, yeah, I mean, I, listen, I, I and I don't know that Beamer, like I said, is much of a uni guy. So, I don't know that he is. Um, our guy Dave Garrick asked a question. Will the schedule show be in BCC? Yes, yes, Dave. That is the plan. Yes, it will be. Um, let's see. Ruben Nation, want a standard traditional all white on the road, white garnet, garnet home. I, I will say this the guarantee is this we will never all agree on the uniforms. Well, that just it's impossible. We'll never all agree on the unis. Austin Hicks, where do you get preseason magazines at, Chris? Publix is a great place to go, my friend. Publix is a great place to go. Um, let's see. Dave Garrick, schedule prediction. Bama, LSU, Ole Miss. Texas, OU, Georgia, Florida, Mizzou. Okay. Austin Moore. It's all about uniforms for this dude. My God. Well, Austin, the topic today was just the unis, my guys. I mean, I don't know. I guess if you hate uniform talk, today is probably not a great show to tune into. Um, tomorrow, we'll get off uniforms and back into, we'll talk a top five, I think, receivers in school history. Also, of course, we're going to react to everything from the schedule or the opponent release show tonight. But, I mean, Austin, listen, man, it's the middle of June, my guy. <laughs> like, it's the peak of the peak of the offseason, my dude. It is truly like peak off-season mode right now. So there's not exactly a bunch of breaking news going on. And I do love talking unis, my guy. I do. Unapologetically love talking about uniforms. Walmart has the magazines as well. Yes, yes. GA, what's up, my friend? Appreciate you tuning in. What's going on? What's going on? Brad Crawford tweeting out, South Carolina's 2024 SEC schedule will be more balanced than you think with a wink face. Okay. Interesting. Brad's always playing with people on Twitter. Loves it. He loves it. He loves it. ESPN College Football just tweeted out for just the fifth time in the past 20 years, Bama and Georgia will meet during the regular season. Sources told ESPN. How about it? Georgia-Bama in 2024. That'll be a great game. Go ahead and mark that one on the college game day docket. That is for sure. Dude, that, that might get game day literally right now. Like before even the 2023 season gets going. Georgia-Bama, yeah. Brian Dean, yes, we did pick up the lefty from Liberty. What was his name? Garrett, uh, let's see, what was his name again? Garrett Ganey. Garrett Ganey. And again, folks, he got, I mean, I I, I really, I tell you this, I feel for Garrett Ganey because he got, he got lit up on social media, dude. I mean, he got for, you know, we posted his ERA. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's his stats. Like, whatever. It is what it is. But my goodness, he got wrecked. 
He got wrecked on social media. Straight up. So. Austin Moore says, yeah, you're good, my guy. You're good. He says, I just say all black, all white, or all garnets. White helmets. I like it. I actually like it. Not opposed to it. Brian Dean, game day should be at UNC versus USC, Rattler versus May. Dude, I, I, I think they should as well. I think it's a great game. I think it's a great opportunity for game day to get there. I mean, why not? Why not? I think college game day from that location would be incredible. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Madison, need a top five Gamecock fight songs. That'd be an interesting poll. Would there be, I mean, the fight song would be in the top five, but I'm, I'm assuming you mean just like any song played at a USC football game, correct? I mean, I, I would assume that's what you mean. Our plans for content. Guys, we're really, really excited. Of course, as I mentioned to you, because of the way that we are producing content now, right? And the way that the structure of TDC, the podcast, all of that good stuff. Because of that, I'm making some adjustments to the content schedule, right? To make sure that content continues to bleed out of the eyeballs and that we drive value to each and every single one of you. So what I'm really excited to, in case you missed this and announced, is that we will continue our off-season content with our top five lists, right? You know, tomorrow we'll react to the schedule. We'll also talk top five playmakers in school history. Then on Friday, we'll talk top five running backs, receivers, O-line. Monday, we'll do tight ends, DNs, D-tackles. Tuesday, we'll do linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties, right? And that will conclude our top five series. And of course, if, if breaking news comes up or things that we need to discuss, we can move things around. But I'm really excited, again, in case you missed this, to announce that we, we, we do these opponent previews, the opponent preview series, if you will, where we talk each and every single team that South Carolina plays over the course of the 2023 and each and every single season, right? We've been doing this for quite a while. It's actually evolved. It's kind of funny. It started out as articles, right? Where I just write out the article, who, what, when, where, little excerpt about the team, the coach, what have you, and the outlook of the game. Then last year, and I think even two years ago, either way, it evolved from articles to we brought that to the podcast, right? Because, hey, during the summer, we need things to talk about, keep the content rolling, brought it to the podcast. Now we're bringing it to continuing with the podcast, but also integrating into TDC. So we'll do the opponent preview series. That actually begins the week of July 17th, right? That Monday, we will start and we'll talk about the North Carolina Tar Heels and we'll go all the way through, of course, SEC Media Days is that week as well. So we'll go through beginning that Monday, July the 17th. The opponent preview series runs up until August the 9th, believe it or not. Hey, by that point, fall camp start of the football season is right around the corner. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I figured in this final two weeks of June, if you will, first week of July, we got some time. We're talking about the, what, the 12 teams and the eight SEC teams South Carolina's playing. What about the other seven SEC teams that the Gamecocks do not play? So we will be diving into SEC team previews because that's basically what the opponent preview serves as. But we'll be diving into SEC team previews, having a representative from every school, we already got my dude over at uh, AYS Sports for LSU. I got some folks in the pipeline for Arkansas, for Auburn, Ole Miss, all the above. Texas, right? Because we're going to include Texas and Oklahoma in this. Beginning next Wednesday, we'll talk about the other seven schools, do some SEC team previews. And it's never too early, guys, of course, to talk college football, talk with those folks. Really, really excited for that. So you can get an idea of just what everybody is featuring going into the 2023 season. And again, I, I love I love Gamecocks football, but I also love college football, and I love SEC football, and I cannot wait to have these conversations and talk with these guys and get, get sort of an idea on what these teams are going to be going into the 2023 season. So really, really excited. Really, really excited. Going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Hayden, I understand what you're saying, but I'm going to add Oklahoma and Texas in these previews because I'm kind of operating as if they already are a part of the SEC. Let's see. Is there another portal window, guys? Not exactly sure. I would say this, though. I I, I think, I'll tell you this. I think Beamer and company are set on the running back position. I, I think they're good. I mean, I know J.C. Sherbert, he mentioned it before that there really wasn't, you know, maybe there wasn't a guy out there. I mean, obviously, they went after the Diggs kid who went to LSU. There really wasn't another guy they felt like they wanted to add. I, I think they're kind of content, man. I think they're content at the running back position. I really do. I think they are content with what they have at running back. And whether you agree with that, you disagree, whatever, but I think they're content, man. Hmm, 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 hmm. 
Anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Here on this Wednesday. Hump day. Happy hump day to you all. Guys, I also want to say we have made a significant investment in the merchandise side of the business. I'm very excited to kind of show you to, to show you all what we're working on. I mean, it is it is incredible. I, I am so fired up. I am so excited. So excited to get this thing rolling, man. I'm so excited to get this thing rolling. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Wednesday. Appreciate each and every single one of you, man. Like I said, the the moves we're making in the merchandise space are, are just, I mean, it, it is going to enhance the merch. Incredible. I mean, it, it's going to be, guys, you guys are not going to recognize the store. Let me just say that. You guys are not going to recognize it. It's going to be awesome. So, Lynn Turner, I'm going to trust Beamer. I'm happy he's not just taking warm bodies. I mean, Lynn Turner, you have to trust Beamer, right? You, you have to trust him. He's your head football coach. You don't have much of a choice. Um, I trust him, but I, I'm very, I'm very suspect of the Gamecocks running back position. I really am. I really am. So, Lynn Turner needs some ladies cut shirts. Yeah, Lynn, I know it. Listen, I know it. We're working on everything, I promise. Um, we are working on it. And if there's anybody who can help me with that, it's these guys. So, um, yes, I, we are working on it. So, let, let's, let, let me get the relaunch up and running and um, we'll go from there. But we should be able to do it because these guys I'm working with, they actually print women's merchandise. So, um, I'm sure we can find a ladies cut merch, ladies cut shirt, excuse me, that will, that will satisfy you. So, um, Austin Gregory says, I'm 10 times as worried about the offensive line as I am the running back room with no line. There's no running or passing. No, for sure. For sure. Austin. I mean, that, that, that makes sense. Austin, I think your concerns make sense because if you have an elite offensive line, I mean, it's, it's somebody will produce, right? If you don't have a good offensive line though, it's, it's, I mean, it doesn't matter. Just flat out doesn't matter. So, I don't disagree with you. I'm concerned with the O-line as well. Um, I'm concerned with the offensive line as well. So,
Let's see. Will Hall, do you think it'll be easier to get a future playoff bid in football with the expansion of the playoffs or harder with the potential much more difficult SEC slate? Definitely easier, Will, with an expanded playoff. Yes, definitely easier. Um, and again, it's I, I tell you this, and I know like our guy Brendan M., for example, he's just totally against it. I don't know how you can, as a Gamecock fan, be opposed to expansion. I, I, I just simply do not know how... Even if you're trying to remove your fandom and you think for college football it's bad, like if you are a fan of the University of South Carolina's football program, how can you not want expansion? I I simply don't understand it because if it stays at four or if it stays, let's say, at a BCS model, like some people want to go back to that. But guys, if it stays at four, South Carolina is never going to the playoff. They're never going to make it. I will go on record and say that right now. They're never going to make it. A 12-team playoff, it gives you a chance. It gives you a shot. Because you know what? You can go 10-2 and and you can make it. A four-team playoff or, God forbid, the old BCS model, South Carolina football does not have a chance. They don't even have a shot. So I don't know how you can be a Gamecock fan and not want to expand the playoff. I, I just I just don't get it. I don't get it. Well, Brendan M, he says, I don't know as a Gamecock fan. That's just it, Chris. I'm not speaking as a Gamecock fan. I mean, again, Brendan, then 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 Brendan, you're speaking as a college football fan who does not mind never seeing South Carolina in the playoff. Fair enough. Fair enough, but that's what you're saying. That is what you're saying. So, Brendan, to Brendan's point then, or to, Brendan M is saying he doesn't care if a team like South Carolina gets in the playoff. Not only that, he doesn't want to see a team like South Carolina, who went 10-2 and in the SEC, get in the playoff. He wants to see the four undefeateds square off in the playoff. That's what it sounds like to me. That's what it sounds like to me. Austin Hicks says, will there be golf polos? So, Brendan, or excuse me, not Brendan. Austin, we are starting with our top-selling items when we do our relaunch. So I don't know that golf polos will actually be included in that, but if there's actually, if there's a demand for it, if there's a demand for it, then we will include those as well. I mean, I I think certainly adding those to the store would be a benefit. I know people like those. I think definitely ahead of football season as well, having the golf polos. That's something I'll talk to my guys about today, actually, Austin. I'm glad you bring that up. You know, we were focused more on the hats, the T-shirts, like really truly the top selling items to start the relaunch with. Um, because we're, you know, we're shrinking down the number of products we offer and really just focusing on our, our, you know, top items, our most important items, I would say. So, um, yeah, Austin Gregory says it's going to be so nice when the day comes that we don't have to sound like a broken record about our O-line in a couple of years. Yeah. I feel like every year, every year we talk about it. Brendan says, Brendan says, Chris is attacking me. I'm not even able to defend myself. I mean, Brendan, I'm not really attacking you. I'm just making the point to everybody that I mean, I don't know, man. The expanded playoff, it gives you a chance. That's that's As a Gamecock fan, that's why I like it. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Peyton. Peyton, what's up, man? How are you? Good, Chris. What's going on? Dude, not much, man. Just hanging out. What's up? So, calling in today to 
reminisce a little bit. Um, I'm sitting here thinking, when you think South Carolina football, is there a, is there any particular game or play that is an immediate memory when you think South Carolina football? Uh, when I think South Carolina football just as a whole, but, I mean, I, I think 2010, 2010 Carolina Bama is like that is the game. That is the game. Yeah. For, for me, it's, it's 2012 Georgia. Uh, 35-7, it's forever ingrained in my mind mm-hmm. as one of the best nights as a Carolina fan I've ever had. Um, what about plays? Is there any particular singular play? I mean, I know there's one that sticks out like a sore thumb, obviously. Outback Bowl, Michigan, Clowney. Yeah, if it's if it's uh, not if it's any, not that one, I would say the trick play, uh, Pharaoh Cooper to Brandon Wilds in the 2013 Clemson game to put the final nail in the coffin. That was that's one of my favorite plays yeah. of all time. I would say. Um, so, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I'll uh, I'll let you get back to it. Uh, always appreciate you answering the call, man. Go Cox, first up show, man. Thanks. Peyton, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Peyton. Love that. Austin Hicks, maybe I could design a golf polo for you. Hey, be my guest, my friend. I'd love to see it. Again, we 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 sold the polos, the, the Beamer Ball and some of the others. And yeah, I, I think we could we could run those back pretty easy, I think. I don't see any issue or any reason why we couldn't run those back. So let's see. Chris Miller, I think the 12-team playoff is going to make the SEC championship not as big a goal for the Gamecocks. Making the playoff will be the new goal. Yeah, I, I, Chris, I mean, I, I 110% agree with you. Because making the playoff is going to be easier. As an SEC team, you could probably even go 9-3 and three and make the expanded playoff some years. I mean, dude, seriously, though. Probably. Probably, yes. It probably could happen. Let's see. Madison, hope work goes well, my friend. Hope it flies by. Hayden U says O-line does have promise in a few years, though, with Marquis Anderson, Tree, Trovon Bow, etc. No, you're right, Hayden. That's the reason they're recruiting that way. Absolutely. Shane Beamer knows you got to win in the trenches, man. That's 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 where it begins and ends, and you've got to find a way to win in the trenches for sure, for sure. Let's see. John Edward, random question. Do you prefer the beach or the mountains? On my mind right now because I'll be in the mountains this weekend. John Edward, believe it or not, this is a this is a hot topic of conversation that I've had in my personal life. Which do I prefer more, the beach or the mountains? I love the beach, bro. I, I grew up going to the beach with my family, going to Hilton Head specifically, going down to Florida, 
love the beach. Love the beach. Love going to Hilton Head, doing the stuff with Carolina Cigars and playing golf and like just going down there. I will say this, though. We also, growing up, went to the mountains. Um, and I, I've grown to love the mountains so much because of the, it, it's, you know, you go to the beach, there's some hustle and bustle and what have you. Like, when you're in the mountains, man, it's just, it's stillness, it's peace, it's serenity, it's quiet. I mean, I remember last year, man. I mean, you guys recall, right? <laughs> God, that'd be, speaking of top five lists, right? Speaking of top five lists, we could literally do like a top five craziest moments in TSUS history. Top five moments where shit hit the fan, right? Because you all recall last year the DeCarrion Joiner stuff. Need I say more? I, I think everybody recalls that, the tweet I sent, whatever. And I'm talking about, dude, I'm talking, like, we've seen social media act up and Twitter get crazy. Bro, I mean... I don't think there's been that week from that Sunday when I sent that to Kibrion Joyner tweet all the way until that Saturday against Georgia. And then, of course, on Thursday, Thursday morning was when Justin King basically told TSUS to F off. I think he deleted the tweet, but told TSUS to F off, basically. Like, that week was insane. Right? That week was crazy. There has never been a crazier week, I don't think. I mean, that that was like people literally like sending me emails, threatening me, like all kinds of shit. Trying to, trying to contact my business partners, like all kinds of crazy shit. And I went to the mountains the week of the SC State game. Right after the Charlotte game, went to the mountains. And was just, it was just so nice, guys, to be able to to get away and detach and just, God, shut it off. I mean, really, truly, like, we we still did the show and everything, but it was just so nice to, like, slow down, get into nature, you know, go on hikes and, like, not have service. And, I mean, dude, I, I loved that. Like, I freaking, I was like, I could stay here for a month. I mean, literally, man. I love what I do. But it's so nice because you can get so lost and caught up in the craziness and the chaos and you're reading all this nonsense on social media. And it's so nice to like immerse yourself back into the real world and be like, this is real life. Like this is the stuff that matters. So I, I love the mountains too for that reason. I would say this, John, but I'm not trying to take a cop out. I love both. I love both because I think they're two very different things. And you can't really compare them fairly, in my opinion. Like, if you, you got to appreciate the beauty of each for what they provide. So, maybe that's a cop-out answer, but that's the answer I'm going with. Austin Gregory, our newest member of the Big Cock Club, has asked me, Chris, what in the world was the the Carry-On Joiner tweet? What was the Carry-On Joiner stuff? Allow me to explain exactly what happened. So, First couple of weeks of the 2022 season against both Georgia State, Arkansas, what have you, DeCabrion Joyner did not see the field, right? Did not see the field. And people were asking me on a daily basis, like, where's DK? Where's DK? Where's DeCabrion Joyner? Because, right, we're coming off of the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. So, like, everybody's expecting that he's going to be on the field a lot, get the ball. He didn't touch the ball for the first two weeks. 
And so finally, the Sunday after the Arkansas game, I'm sitting there, dude, I've got like five replies. Five replies, just like, where is he at? And so I finally was like, I'm going to give you a real answer of, you know, outside of the coach BS of, you know, we're just, we're trying to get the ball to different people. And, you know, he's part of our plan. And like, that was the coach speak type stuff. So I said, I'm going to tell you why DeCameron Joyner's not getting the football. So that Sunday after the Arkansas game, I quote tweeted someone and said, DeCameron Joyner is a positionless athlete. And I went on to further explain that, you know, he's a quality receiver. He's a good wide receiver. He's a good quarterback. But he's not great at any one thing. So it's like he doesn't really have a true position, right? And it's not his fault because he came in as a QB. He was switched to receiver. He was switched back to QB. Back and forth, back and forth. He's never been able to, like, really develop a skill set truly at one position. So he's not an elite receiver. He's not an elite quarterback. He's not really elite at any one thing. Great, he's a great athlete, but he's not elite at any one thing, okay? Which you hearing me say that and explaining that, Austin, you can tell me if I'm way off base or what have you. I think that's still a fair take. And we'll see what he's like at running back, but I'd still say to Kebron Joyner, he's, he's got ways he can beat you at quarterback, receiver, running back, special teams. He's an athlete. Flat out, he's an athlete. But I wouldn't label him as a true wide receiver. I wouldn't label him as a true running back. I wouldn't label him even as a true quarterback, right? And so I said that. I just gave my two cents on where to carry on Joyner was. No malicious intent behind it. Nothing. Just giving an honest opinion, honest take of where to carry on Joyner was and why he was not touching the football, right? I think I even went on to say that there's a lot of other athletes and, and and weapons out there. There's one football, and, you know, Dak Joyner just doesn't, you know, he does not have that one spot where, like, okay, he's our go-to receiver. Like, he just doesn't have a true position. And listen, I understand doing this, what I've learned, too, but you already know, like, people's sensitivity and the emotions are heightened. I mean, it's one of the reasons why our content, it does well throughout the year, but it does really well in football, right? Like, everything is going crazy during football season, right? Because the emotions are high, the energy, emotion of all the games, results, whatever. Dude, you would have literally thought I said that the carry-on joiner was scum of the earth, didn't deserve a scholarship, was a terrible person. Like, you would have really thought, like, I attacked the carry-on joiner. I mean, people went ballistic, dude. People went ballistic. Right? So, that was it. That was the DeCabrion Joyner saga. And DeCabrion Joyner himself retweeted it. Oh, yeah, Austin, how did that result in a tweet from Justin King? So, yeah, that's funny, too. So, of course, that's the week of the Georgia game. (laughs) That whole week was a mess, dude. That's the week of the Georgia game. And, you know, things are obviously insane on Monday. Insane on Tuesday. They're slowing down on Wednesday, finally. You know, because this is the way Twitter works, Austin. Like, 24 to 48 hours, people move on to something else to get pissed off about. Like, they, they, they just keep it moving, right? So, Wednesday, things are finally slowing down. And I'm talking about, like, Monday, Tuesday, bro. We had people in the chat. I had people reaching out to Carolina Alehouse. I had people reaching out to, 
to, to Todd and Moore and Palmetto Moon, where our merchandise is. Like, people, I had people in my email, like my DMs, like saying the most horrific shit you could possibly think of to say to another human. I mean, it was wild. It was wild. Anyways, Wednesday, it finally starts to slow down, right? It's like, okay, we're just talking ball. Because I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to dwell on it. I was like, I said my piece on everything. Like, I, I just gave an opinion. I know what where I was coming from. Like, I'm not attached to the outcome, not attached to the end result. I'm not attached to how you feel about it, good, bad, or indifferent. I'm a creator. I create, and that's what I do. So, end of Wednesday, it's slowing down. Okay, we're good now, okay? And on Wednesday night, Austin, it's the week of the Georgia game, and South Carolina was playing Georgia at home at noon for the first time since 2010. So, I thought, why not post a fun hype video, right? Like, we're huge underdogs. And so I go to YouTube, and Justin King in the past, right, you, you might recall his video career, videographer career, whatever, he has these videos on YouTube. So I clip like a minute of it. I clip about a minute of it from his Georgia video in 2010, and I post that. I say, you know, the last time that the dogs came to Willie B at noon, Gamecocks won, could we see the same thing? And I mentioned, I said, video via at Justin King. And he replied, so I I post that Wednesday night really thinking nothing of it. My friend, Austin, I wake up Thursday morning. The Big Cock Club Discord is in a frenzy. I go check social media. Social media is in a frenzy, right? Because Justin King has gone on his, or gone out of his way to reply to that tweet and say, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the tweet in front of me, basically saying, do not tag me in this tweet. I want nothing to do, or I don't want anyone to think I have anything to do with TSUS. Don't want anyone to think I have anything to do with this account. Translation, F you. That's really what it was. And that's out there publicly for everybody to see. He didn't DM me that. That is a public reply to the tweet. And it was extremely disappointing. I mean, it, it really, truly, guys, looking back, if I if I continue to speak on it, it was disappointing as hell. Because you know what? Even if you're Justin King and you and you you hate my guts, I mean, that dude, here's the thing. People just found out that Justin King hated me from that tweet. Justin King has hated me for a long time, guys. I mean, this goes back to 2019 when I called for Will Muschamp's job. He has despised me since then. I mean, I recall going to Willie B in 2020 in the preseason because I used to live in Columbia, obviously. Going over to Willie B, hanging out, just like I rode my bike over there or something. I'm sitting outside of the gate, like kind of looking through the team scrimmaging. And he and his band of, of folks were taking pictures of me. I didn't know it. Taking pictures of me while I'm standing out there watching the game. And Justin King is talking shit to me saying like, how's it feel basically that you're on the outside and you can't get in? Like Justin King has despised me for years. I just haven't brought it up. But finally, he made it public, which was a childish move. A, a Because here, here's the thing. It's the week of Carolina, Georgia. We're like a 28-point underdog. We're all just trying to focus on the game and talking ball. And Georgia fans are looking at us like, bro, they're, they are literally fighting within their own fan base. Like, they, they, are, they are this level of dysfunction. You know what I mean? So, anyways, it, it happened, and I, I, dude, I, I just, I didn't get into this. I didn't start this for, 
for Justin King to like me. I, I don't give a damn, dude. I don't give a damn if Justin King likes me, hates me, whatever. I mean, that's, you know, that that's that's the thing that I think people get get it twisted a bit. And that's what a lot of these other content creators out there, not that, I mean, I, I'm, in, I'm in competition with no one but myself as a creator. But as a creator, the goal and the obligation is to create the content that I want to create to the best of my ability. Okay? And what comes on my heart and what I feel is sticking true to my beliefs and how I feel on things and and being authentic and genuine and also driving value for the end consumer. But I'm in competition with no one but myself and the goal and objective in what I do every single day is do my absolute best and create the absolute best content possible. What I'm not attached to is the end result and the way that the outcome of it and the way that it's perceived by folks or that it's taken by folks or how they feel. So I'm not sitting here, never in my career have I sat here and woken up and say, let me create a show. Let me create content that they will like. They can be the fan base. They can be a certain fan. They can be Justin King. They can be the head football coach. They can be those within the building. I don't do that. I march to the beat of my own drum. I create the content that I want to. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Create that I like and I speak my truth. And how that's, that's why I'm able to lay my head on my pillow at night. When I say something, for example, about the carry on joiner tweet. Or when I reply to Jason Brown, I'm not attached to being liked by any certain person or entity or anything of that nature. Even if that certain person wore the the garnet and black or is a coach at the garnet and black or works with the garnet and black, that doesn't matter to me. Like I'm not attached to that. I don't need to be liked by those entities. And the goal is to not, it's it's not to be liked. The goal is to be respected. And the goal is to challenge myself each and every day, to be in competition with myself, and to be authentic and true and genuine to myself as a creator. That's it. I am only loyal to the art and to the creativity And my number one focus is doing my absolute best and being genuine in my pursuits. That that is it. That is it. You have to remove and detach the wanting to control or to have some type of impact on the end result. Remove yourself from that. And just create. And be real and be genuine and be authentic. And that's why TSUS is what it is and what it's becoming and why it's gotten the heights it's gotten. And I'll tell you this in closing. One of the most incredible things about TSUS, and this is not a knock or a slight on anyone, but it is a reality. One of the most incredible things about this entity and this brand is that we have been able to overcome 
the greatest opposition has been from those within the entity in which we cover. That's what's so amazing. That's what's so truly incredible. But what it goes to show is this. Real will always win. That's why I don't worry about things that are said on social media. Outlandish, ridiculous claims. Real, genuine, authenticity. It always wins. It always shines through. And it's why I don't reply to certain things. I don't entertain certain things because I allow my reputation, my work, those who know me, those who have interacted with me, those who have done work with me, those in my personal life, those I've interacted with throughout my time doing this and throughout my entire life. I let that speak for itself. I let that speak for itself. And that will always be the case. And for those reasons and many more, I'm so excited for the, you know, the joys in the journey, as I always say, to continue along the journey and to, I can't wait to see what's next while also enjoying the heck out of the present moment. Guys, one last thing before we get out of here really quickly. Uh, per Instagram, Gamecocks landed right in a picture. Tyler Dean from Virginia Tech. Gamecocks landed a transfer. Tyler Dean, Virginia Tech. Was a reliever last year with a 6.75 ERA and 12 innings pitched. Was the number 98 player in the 2021 class with a mid to upper 90s fastball. That tweet coming from Colin Taylor. So, Gamecocks baseball adding yet another player. Thank you so much for Brendan M. for firing that over. Guys, hit three o'clock. Hey, thank you all so much. Appreciate each and every single one of you tuning in. Thank you to all those that called. I want to say thank you as well to J.D. Pakel. For him joining the show as he does each and every single Wednesday, another electric conversation. Guys, thank you all so much. Hey, join the Big Cock Club today. Patreon.com slash Big Cock Club or click the link in social or click the link in our social media bio. You'll see the Big Cock Club link at the top. You'll see the Big Cock Club link at the top. Uh, you can join there. We'll be watching the schedule, the opponents release stuff tonight, conversating, hanging out, having a good time. Uh, looking forward to that. So, anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We will talk to you all tomorrow.